The following program is recorded content created by the Truth Network. It's Matt Slick Live. Matt is the founder and president of the Christian Apologetics Research Ministry, found online at CARM.org. When you have questions about Bible doctrines, turn to Matt Slick Live for answers. Taking your calls and responding to your questions at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Everybody, welcome to the show. It's me, Matt Slick. You're listening to Matt Slick Live. Today's date is October 5th, 2023. Hope you're all enjoying the day, and uh, maybe in October. Now, here in Idaho, uh, October's an interesting month because uh, by the, at the beginning of October, the weather's perfect. At the end of October, it's cold. And uh, so October's the month. <laughs> but one thing I do enjoy a lot is the kids uh, for Halloween. And uh, I sit by the front door with uh, candy in a container, and the doorbell rings and I just jump up. My wife doesn't even bother because I, I just open the door and I just just love to see the kids dressed in these little outfits, particularly the, the younger ones, you know, like five, six, seven, eight. They're, they're so cute. Really enjoy that. I look forward to that. And, uh, you know, I hope it's a you know good Halloween for everybody. Anyway, hey, look, folks, if you want to give me a call, all you have to do is dial 877-207-2276. And uh, let's see, what else? Uh, oh, boy, there's a yawn. Okay, sorry about that. Kind of caught me off guard. Sorry. I know how many people are yawning. I wonder how many people are yawning. That's what I you know. All right. So, guess what I did? I uh, I worked on a video yesterday for a couple of hours, two or three hours, and I cannot get it to work right. You know, everything I do is pushing a rock uphill and slipping and keep going and keep going and keep going. Um, So I had this video I took at Salt Lake City. I'm trying to make a video and do commentary. I did all this stuff and I rendered it. And then the video is choppy. Not me talking, but the video that I imported in is choppy. And I'm like, oh my goodness. So maybe I'll release it anyway like that and just say it's just what it is and see if people like that kind of a thing. But we're trying to to fix it uh, so that I can do videos and do commentary on people's theological perspectives. That's one of the things I do want to do. Among other things, we've got, got, got going a lot of stuff. In fact, I'm so busy now, I'm having to schedule things and uh, just become more efficient. And to do that, I'm just going to say this, you know, I heard um, Jordan Peterson talk about the carnivore diet, and I went on it a couple months ago lost about 18 pounds and man, I'll tell you I feel better I feel uh, more awake more astute and uh, clear of mind so some of you out there may not think that's the case but I do and um, so that I have to do anything I can anything I can to to um, try and keep the the uh, the mental acuity up because I'm almost 67 I can't believe that I'm almost 67 and uh you know it's not easy. It's not easy when you're <laughs> when you're pushing, you're pushing the years like that, and you want to serve God all the more. Uh, you have to just work with what you've got, and uh, and that's it. Speaking of which, we'll be talk, uh, doing Bible study tonight here, and uh, that'll be at nine p.m. Eastern or nine thirty Eastern time. Now the reason we do it so late Eastern time is because um, we do it here in my home, and people come into the home and uh, teach Bible study. Now, I mentioned 
that uh, some obstreperous individual uh, who hates me uh, uh, and I just love some of the stuff you said um, uh, and at any rate the guy who wrote me a 15 page letter and mailed it to my house which scares me I I don't like people coming to my house mailing things to my house and uh, so uh, he denies the resurrection denies the trinity and uh, calls me all kinds of names and uh, you know stuff like that so I've got that on my hands maybe I'll go over that a little bit tomorrow Uh, who knows I've got some more hate mail coming in more hate mail and wacko mail so I guess I'm doing my job that's good all right okay so let's see let's get to alberto from savannah georgia alberto welcome you're on the air good evening or good evening actually my question is what is the difference between the son of god versus the son of man what is this what are the distinctions between both there's two natures the son of god designates that he has divine nature the son of man designates as a human nature the son of man title was used in the old testament um one like an angel but it was a different context in reference to christ it's dealing with his deity his position his uh federal headship his priesthood role and other things so son of god means god the son son of man means a man of the son so you could say it the way okay okay um i saw a video about that to book uh rc's pro he said also that that uh that the Son of Man could have also a little bit also of the of the Son of God in in, in certain sense, like you mentioned in ancient yes. days, you know. Yes. Yeah. So it's like, a, it's like a little bit. Right. Yeah. It is a little bit of that. Um, but mm-hmm. you have to get into all the uses of the term Son of God, and I fa- in fact, it, it just reminds me because um, there's. There's a phrase, sons of God, which is different than son of God, believe it or not. Uh, sons of God deals with angels. Now, the term, mm-hmm. let's see, how many times does just the term son of God come up? It comes up 43 times. And in the NESB, it's only occurring in the New Testament. Very interesting. So, uh, the son of God. The the uh, demonic realm knew who he was. He's the judge, the one who's going to torment them before the day and things like that. And if you've seen the uh, the movie um, Nefarious, which I do recommend people see, um, the the, uh, the demonic force talks about that at one point. Anyway, something worth seeing. But anyway, okay. So go ahead. Sorry. Okay, I've got one more question. Um, uh, when Jesus said that all of the Father had given him, he would lose any, right? So versus what a preacher say that God told him that 70% of the church members would stay behind because they're not living right. He said that God told him that. So so in that contradiction, what Jesus said was the pastor who claimed that God revealed to him that 70% would stay behind because they're not living right. It's not a contradiction, but Jesus said, all the Father had given well, me, I will lose any. Uh, he, what your pastor or that pastor guy is talking about is many are called, few are chosen. Most people go to hell. And if he's saying God told him it was 70%, then uh, I wouldn't put any, any uh, trust in that guy. Okay, What if God tells yeah, someone else it's 68%? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, God told me it's 70%. Give me a break. The Bible says not to exceed what's written in 1 Corinthians 4, 6. There's no numeric value given to us about how many is saved or percentages. So 
anybody would say something like that, I would just automatically look at them like, oh, brother, here we go again. God told me this. Really? What else? Yeah. What happened when God told you this? Were you terrified? Were you just casually you know, in the shower and then singing God told me, oh, hey, no, no, it's 70%. How'd it work? You know, so. But what, what about uh, if you challenge the pastor and, uh, and the majority of congregation will oppose you because they'll say, so, well, he's the man of God, so, and you're just a regular member, and they'll so, ch- you challenge him, well, that can be correct. But they'll, well, most, they'll, they'll most likely believe him because he's the pastor. Okay, hold on, you're asking a long question. You're whatever. asking a long question, okay? So I know, okay. It's a okay. real long question. All right, so so what? If the congregation sides with him, so what? What does the Bible say? Don't look mm-hmm. at men. Look at Scripture. What does the Bible say? Stand on the Word of uh, God. The Bible says not to exceed what's written. Mm-hmm. First Corinthians four six. And it certainly looks like he's exceeding what's written there. And so I'd say, I'm sorry, I can't mm-hmm. really credence what you say. And uh, but I always like to talk to people who say, Yeah, the, you know, God told me. Really? So what was that experience like? You know. Well, you know, I was just kind of having a conversation, you know, with God. He told me this. Really? Oh, okay. And so usually in the Bible, people have a conversation with God. They're terrified. Um, so, you know, I, I just don't put much credence with these people who, who uh, in my opinion, exalt themselves. God told me this. And then you're standing in front of the congregation, and people go, oh, he talks to God. You know, it's like, uh, just stop. Just stop that. Okay. All right. All right, Alberto. Okay, buddy. Okay, thank you, sir. God bless. All right. Okay, God bless. Now, folks, I'm not saying God can't talk to people and can't communicate to people. Uh, this is why I ask uh, what the reaction is when God tells them something. If they're flippant and casual by it, by it, about it, I have the tendency to say, well, no, I'm not going to believe you. I think you're just making it up. You know, you're self-deceived. But if they say, you know, you know, it took me three weeks to recover to tell you what I think God said when that bright light came in and when the presence of His holiness was upon me, and I all I could do was weep for three hours. Now I'm going to listen. But you know, this casual issue of talking to the Creator of the universe, whose majestic holiness can burn holes through our souls, and they just casually talk about this. God told me. I, I just I have problems with that. Now, certainly God can give us impressions and various things, but we need to be very careful about what we say, especially a pastor from the pulpit. It's just, you know, I just... Vicki from Ohio, welcome. You're on the air. Yeah, I was on Instagram the other day, and there was a thing on there that said they were talking about how Christians should not watch horror movies or scary movies because... They can be possessed, or Satan could get into them by watching these movies. Okay, I'd like to know where in, in Scripture there could be a verse that can be used to support that idea. Now, of course, horror movies weren't around. Yeah, there. I, that's what I thought too. Like, <laughs> so there's a lot of people who speak uh, out of ignorance and to say, "Well, if you watch a horror movie, you'll get possessed." That's out of the book of stupefi- <laughs> stupidification, you know. And yeah, it's yeah. Just, you know, it's like we well, just stop. You know, there's so many, so much people. They don't study the Word of God. They don't believe the Word of God. They go for sensationalism. Now, can you watch a horror movie? Well, I've watched one or two. They don't interest me. Uh, they're kind of dumb. And uh, but that's just me. You know, I think 
Yeah. Aliens movies are better. Now, other people might say, well, those are dumb. Well, okay. But uh, can we watch yeah. Aliens movies where people are running and screaming and getting eaten alive? And <laughs> But hey, yeah. to me, it's a good time. I, I can't... Yeah, I can't watch an alien movie, but I can watch any horror movie you put in front of me. <laughs> well, you see, I can watch alien movies, but the horror movies, I don't like them. So you see, it just takes all Those the are my favorite. But what if you have a an alien horror movie? Now, that would be tough. There actually, you go. There you actually, go. I, I saw someone a few years ago. Someone said on on TV, uh, they were writing a science fiction thing. They're trying to write a science fiction horror thing, and they said well, how hard it was to do. So I did it. I wrote a novel. Yeah. It's not exactly horror, yeah. but uh, I wrote a sci-fi novel where there there's, it's, it doesn't go well for the people on the ship. Yeah, it does yeah. not go well. Yeah. So it can be yeah. done. Okay, I just wanted your opinion on that because I thought the guy was a little far out there. So I thought yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. It's not like I'm worshiping them or following them. It's just just watching. Yeah, he's out there by he's orbiting out there yeah. near Pluto someplace or Uranus. I mean, he's got some issues. Yeah, yeah. So you know, yeah. it, for the book of stupidification, and, you know, it's like, it's yep. like okay, where yep. does it say that? Show me something in scripture. Yeah. You know, don't have anything to that's do with the deeds of darkness. Well, okay, yeah. the deeds of darkness. Okay, well, can I watch an alien movie? Can I watch forensic files where they re reenact the yeah. things about people being murdered and you know, how they get solved? I mean, yeah. you know, and then, then what do you do if you are in, uh, in all kinds of stuff you could ask? What if you're a Christian in Hollywood and they ask you to play the part of a murderer? Can you do that? I would say yes if the murderer yeah. gets what, what's coming yeah. to him, but not if he doesn't. Yeah. There's a thousand yeah. questions to ask. Anyway, Vicky. Yeah, I'm a yeah, I'm a true crime person or a um, uh, horror movie person. Okay, well there you go. All right, well God bless. We got a break. Yeah. Okay, all right. All right, right back, too. folks. Thank you. Bye. It's Matt Slick live, taking your calls at eight seven seven two zero seven two two seven six. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. If you want to give me a call, all you have to do is dial 877-207-2276. Let's get on the air with Tom from Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Tom, welcome. You're on the air. Hey, Matt. How are you tonight? Oh, a little tired, actually. I've just been too yeah, busy. Sure. Well, I might have found your show about five or six months ago. We've been listening to you. Enjoy the show. Um, right. You just made a comment, though, that kind of threw us off a little bit. You said okay. how much you liked Halloween. I'd like to get your views. I know it's not in the Bible anywhere. But your views on Halloween, the Easter Bunny, and Santa Claus, those things that have never been mentioned, I've heard in your show before. But most churches have other festivals in conjunction with Halloween to take the congregation, the kids' mind off of Halloween, I believe. But tell me your views on it. I appreciate it. Sure. Um Santa Claus, for example, is is not real, and we always taught our children from day one that the, he wasn't real, and that uh, we explained what was going on. Uh, the Easter Bunny, the same thing, and yet we would celebrate those days, and the churches we went, went to, we'd celebrate certain things and have fun with it, and just do it in a godly way. Halloween, that's a little bit different, because with Halloween, you're celebrating death in a sense, celebrating death and, and spooky stuff and things like that. And the origins of it are from Hallow's Eve, and this is, goes back hundreds of years. And so uh, there's some occult things, and the reason they would do uh, masks and stuff is to scare off the bad spirits. All right, so this, you know, this traditions modify, they, they grow. 
so is it wrong to have a five-year-old dress up as a fairy or a pirate and go get some candy at a door? Of course, there's nothing wrong with that. It, would it be wrong to celebrate the evil that is there? Now, that's a different issue. So can a Christian celebrate Halloween? Well, it depends. If he or she is convicted that he or she should not, then he shouldn't. If they say, well, you know, I'm free in Christ, and I'm not worried about this, I'm going to take my kid and, and go door to door, just have fun and check the candy, it's just fun, then that's not a problem. Uh, we do have freedom in Christ. There's something in 1 Corinthians 10 that talks about meat sacrificed to idols. And so this is the closest uh, thing I can show to kind of show a parallel, because what was going on back then is that different pagan uh, systems would sacrifice animals to their false gods, and then they would sell the meat in the marketplace. Well, can a Christian eat that meat? And Paul's answer is, yeah, you can. It's not going to hurt you. Because they know that these things aren't real. They're not real gods. They're just demonic stuff, but it's not really affecting the meat, and you can eat it. But don't do it if it's going to stumble somebody else who's weaker in the faith. And so you're free, but you've got to be careful in your freedom. And this is what he talked about in 1 Corinthians 10. So the yeah, same kind of thing goes on with Halloween. Go ahead. Yeah, most, most of the preachers that I've talked to say that you know, the devil disguises fun in evil ways to attract people, so you should avoid it. But, and I, I, I just want, we choose not to, but I uh, appreciate your opinion. Thanks for your time. Yeah, sure. Well, here's something to think about, too. The devil does uh, have a lot of uh, disguise evil and fun. What about sports events? What about boxing? What about MMA, where people are literally injuring each other for the pleasure of others? Now, is that uh, something well, we should be watching? Go ahead. You're breaking up. Yeah, we don't support those either. So. Okay, good. we understand. Good. Yeah, good. Yeah, and so it's it's. Uh, here's a, one more point: is that that if you're convinced you shouldn't, then that's how it should be. But you can't judge others for doing that. And you go to Romans chapter tw uh, fourteen for that. The first five verses. We'll talk about the principle of not judging another. And nothing in the Bible says we can't celebrate going to door to door and having fun with stuff like that. But we don't want to be on the cult. Agree 100%. Agree, agree 100 we don't judge others. We just warn them of the dangers of falling into the devil's trap. But Amen. we don't judge them. That's right. That's right. Amen. Thank okay. you so much. Have a good night. You too. God bless. Well. Let's see who's next longest waiting. Let's see. Shyla, welcome. You're on the air. Hi. Will I see my spouse in heaven? I don't know. Okay. Are you there? Hello? Yes. Well, yes, sir. Know. I don't know if you're a Christian. Don't know if she's a Christian. Don't know if either one of you is or not. So I can't tell you. Okay. We both are Christian. Okay. We both well, are Christian. Believe in God. Well, if you're Christians, then you die, you both go to heaven. If you're real Christians, not fake Christians. Okay? So you, if you're both real Christians, really trusted in Christ, really trust in the, the Lord Jesus Christ, God in flesh, died on the cross, rose from the dead, salvation by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. You affirm those things, the Trinity, etc. Uh, you know, and you li live accordingly, uh, not to prove yourself to be uh, worthy because you're not, 
but as a manifestation of the truth that's already in you, well then, you know, functionally, you're, you're, you'd say you're a Christian, and both will go to heaven if that was the case, okay? Will I recognize my spouse? Will I recognize my spouse in heaven? Can you what, your spouse? Recognize. Can you what? My relation, my man. What about marriage and family in heaven? No marriage and family in heaven. Now, there's a ceremony of us going through the marriage feast, the marriage wedding of the Lamb, but um, uh, that's you know symbolic. There's going to be some sort of ceremony there of some sort. But uh, no, we like my wife and I. When when either one of us dies, the other is automatically no longer married till death do us part. And when we're in heaven, um, we're not married, and hopefully we'll see our children there. We can visit each other. Probably, okay. I don't see why not, but there's not going to be any marriage like that, okay. Mormons say there will be, but it's not true, okay. Will you see your wife there too if you die? Well, no, I won't see her in heaven because she'll be so far above me in glory that I ought to make reservations a thousand years in advance to go see her. All right, get there. So you can see each other only. You cannot see her. Yes, I, I'm sure I will be able can't to. Okay. Yes, I, I was joking about that. So I'm sure that we'll be able to see each other in heaven and, and uh, glory in the majesty of the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay? What about your children? What about my children? What's your question? If, you, if your children die and then you go heaven and you see your wife die, your children die, and you can okay. see each other, your family... If they're saved, yes. If they're not, I'll never see them again. Okay? That's how it is. All right? Okay. Are you, you there? Celebrate. Okay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah, it's just I'm trying to stop dead celebrate air. Reform. But go ahead. Go ahead. You celebrate um, October 31st. No, I don't celebrate October 31st, Reformation, Reformation Day. Day, but I like to see children yeah. come to the door and, and, uh, and dressed up as horses and pirates getting little bags of candy. I enjoy that. I think they're cute. I don't go to any occult anything. I don't celebrate anything scary. I don't participate in anything like that. I don't think Christians should. Okay? All right? What is Reformation Day? What is Reformation Day? When Martin Luther nailed the 95 Theses to the Wittenberg door. October so you celebrate 31st. that one in a church? Uh, yeah, that's uh, kind of. But anyway, look, I got to preach on that anniversary of the 500. It was really great. Got to go, buddy. There's the uh, there's the break. Hey, folks, we'll be right back after these messages. Please give me a call. It's Matt Slick Live. Taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everyone, welcome back to the show. All right, if you want to give me a call, two open lines, 877-207-2276. Ed from Virginia, welcome back. Hey, how you doing, Matt? Doing all right. How are you doing? Can you hear me? Yes, I can. I hear you. Yeah. Oh, all right, all right. Okay, good. Hey, I was, uh, hey by the way, there are uh, alien horror movies, you know. <laughs> 
yeah, the movie Aliens was like that. It's my favorite movie yeah. of all time, the movie Aliens, which I've seen 73 yeah, that's, times. that's the one that scared me, though. The worst as a kid was Alan. <laughs> yeah, Alien. Yeah, Alien but, was, but hey, was good. I liked Aliens better, but yeah, yeah. Uh, but I got a question for you. Um, uh, 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 let's see, God's only begotten Son. Since you talk about the Son of God being his, you know, showing his deity, but you know, a lot of cults will use uh, uh, God's only begotten Son as you know biological birth or whatever, but. How do we understand that phrase as Christians? How can we? How do you clarify that God's only begotten Son, which position. you know He didn't give birth to Jesus because Jesus was always eternal. Position. The Father sent the Son, John six thirty seven, and the sending was arranged from eternity past. Ephesians one four and five. Yet the Father chose us in Him. That's in Christ, before the foundation of the world, that we behold Him blameless. He predestined us. So the, it's a relationship. So we have two, two genders, male and female. Oh, what a shock to the present world. And so the father sent the son. Now, it could have been the mother sent the daughter, but it wasn't. It's the father sent the son. Because a gender, well, there you go, male or female. And that's, that's what basically how it is. There's more to it, but that's the very basics, okay? Okay, but again, okay, yeah, yeah. Still, still trying to understand God's only begotten Son. How, okay. What? How exactly do we understand that only begotten? Right, let's let's take a little bit of a clue from Abraham and Isaac, because Abraham had two sons, Ishmael, and then thirteen years later he had Isaac, and God said, "Take your only begotten son, Isaac." Only begotten designates a unique structure and a uniqueness related to uh, a certain event, a certain thing. The son of Ishmael was not as legitimate as God had with Isaac. So, we've got a little background noise there, but I'll, I'll keep going. Um, I don't know if you're driving or what, but it's, it's there. So, the thing is that the word uh, monogonese in Greek is is only begotten, but it's also a diphthong formation from two words, mono and ganao. And mono uh, and ganata has a diphthong formation of two vowels, and it becomes the word monogonese, but monogonese is also the word unique. And so only begotten and unique are kind of puns uh, in Greek. And so this is talking about the uniqueness of who Christ is because only he comes from the Father only he has the Holy Spirit overshadow a woman to uh, make her pregnant and only he has uh, two natures uh, divine and human okay 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 that, that makes more sense to me I've never heard that before so that, that's pretty good which part uh, which part hadn't you heard excuse me which part had you not heard before I'm just curious the, the uniqueness aspect, only, you know, begotten being the, the, the unique aspect of his birth and Isaac and Ishmael in that aspect. Right. Right. And so Isaac was a type of Christ who was offered. And there's there was, there's a lot of correspondence between that him and Jesus. So yeah. God is, is, he wants a unique individual. Isaac was unique in a certain way 
He was the only begotten son of of, uh, Abraham by designation, which is by decree. It's really interesting. The same thing goes in with uh, with Jesus, who is decreed to be the son from eternity past by the Father, and the Son became flesh. The Word became flesh, dwelt among us. That's who he is. Unique. Okay, that good. That that, that gives me a lot of understanding the monogamical aspect. Um, right. You were talking to uh, yesterday about uh, Jesus' baptism. Is that? I like how that guy called me. Just could not get that uh, baptism away, and then the yell. It's got to be. It's got to be immersion. It's got to be immersion. Yeah. But you know, it was spring. Is that on your website? I, I, that was really, really unique uh, understanding. Of course, I, I, I knew that there was certain rituals that the Jews had to go through in order to prepare themselves for ministry. But you were real clear about how he had to fulfill righteousness by uh, fulfilling the law of what he needed to do as a Jew. Right. Uh, I yeah, thought that was really, on, really neat. Is that on your website, those verses and those, uh, the explanation of that? Yes. All you got to do is go to CARM and look up why was Jesus baptized. It'll give you all the references, okay. New Testament, Old Testament. Now, the thing is that in the Old Testament context, and I recommend you read them, there are several things that Jesus did not do So uh, that are recorded. So here's the thing. We know that Jesus had to fulfill all righteousness and there's no place else in Scripture where I've looked and others have looked. I learned this from someone else, and and then I've adapted it and modified it a little bit. You know, this whole, this initial idea of fulfilling that law of the priesthood. Wow, that's interesting, you know. And so went in and, and looked. Well, okay. So I think what happens is in Matthew, uh, what Matthew did was give enough of the information that the Jew would then recognize what was going on. Because you got to understand something about writing. Writing was expensive. Uh, you, you had to get papyrus or vellum, and you had to have a scribe, and you had to hire him. Matthew's a tax collector, so he probably could write, but his instrument and his paper would be expensive uh, stuff. So a lot of times what people would do is just write the basics of something to get the point across. And I think that's what was going on with Matthew, which is why he didn't include everything. And if Jesus were to be 30 years of age, receive a blessing uh, and uh, sprinkled with water, as this law seems to imply, then uh, it would make sense why he put that in there, Matthew did. Oh, okay, so he's entering into that priesthood. And uh, so, oh, that makes more sense. And then we can see. Okay, so it's there on car. Yeah. And it throws yeah. a lot of people. Well, I'm on the roof. Well, I'm on the road delivering, and uh, sometimes I have less freight in the evening, so I got my little car, which can get you on the radio. So I'm excited. I got my mat fixed again tonight, and, uh, my slick fix. We'll get yeah. slick fix. Enjoying the thing. <laughs> slick fix. I'm enjoying the slick thing. Fix. I'm learning. <laughs> oh, uh, you're, you're here being beat sabbatical. That was just oh, an awesome story. Man. Oh, it was so <laughs> horrible. You know, it was so bad that I have to dismiss it. It can't be how bad Airbnb is, because it was just that bad. Well, we we did an Airbnb in Rome, and it was great. But unfortunately, my my younger son, who was very tired, and the guy spoke very little English. And I, I never knew in Italy they hardly speak any English at all. But my little son, who took a shower, locked himself in the shower, and 
he fell asleep in the shower. I mean, we literally had to call the guy and get him to come unlock the door and everything. It was uh, a nightmare for uh, my wife. <laughs> oh, I, I guess he, he probably was a nice guy about it, but, uh, you know. but, but He was, he was. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll be in yeah, Italy uh, next year. Air. Yeah, going to Italy next year. Yeah, we, we had a good experience there. The guy was real nice and nice rooms and. Uh, okay. Except they can only turn the heat on a certain amount of time during the year. That was there were some interesting things about Italy. We had to learn about the Airbnb. But anyway, I I got to get yeah. back on the road, get to work before it okay. gets dark. All right. Well, God uh, bless. So much. God bless you. All right. Take care. All right, Ed. All right. Now let's get to Shanika from Winston Salem. Welcome. You're on the air. Hello. Thank you for taking my call. Hi. I uh, wanted to ask you a little follow-up question. I was listening to the show a little earlier about the uh, guy who was talking about God talking to people. I just wanted to give you a little context and, and get your opinion on something from my personal experience. Um, okay. I, I At one point in time in my life, we were and not at not very um, well off. We had concerns about bills and all these things. And I'm the type of person that likes to do, I don't sit back. I can't sit. I'm, I'm, I'm very um, anxious, <laughs> so to speak. So I can't just sit back and do nothing. If there's something that I need a lot of times, but that's, something that troubles me. So at this particular time in our lives, um, I had no money to pay our electric bill. And I was going crazy, trying everything that I could to earn the money to cover it. Um, And I just, I came up with nothing. And my husband always saying, you're not patient. You have to just leave it in God's hands. Just stop trying to do things on your own. Well, that's good. That's true. We've got a break, so can you hold on after the break and we'll continue with this, okay? All right. Hey, folks, we'll be right back after these messages. And if you want to give me a call, 877-207-2276. We'll be right back. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Everybody, welcome back to the show. Last segment of the hour. If you want to give me a call, 877-207-2276. We write, oh, I keep doing that from the habit of the, the break. Hey, uh, we. let's see. No, we're sorry, getting the wrong one there. we got to get back over to Shanika. There we go. Let's get to back on the air with you. There you go. All right. You're back on. Hello. Right uh, right. So to continue my story, uh I was at the end of what I could do myself and I decided I was just going to sit down and pray and trust in God and say, God, I'm just putting this situation in your hands because I know that I don't know any other way to do it by myself. Um, I've tried everything. I know I need to learn patience. So I'm just going to give it to you and forget about it. About okay. a week later, I would say it was, um, I was driving home from work and uh, I, I heard a commanding voice that said, stop and 
get the check out of the mailbox. And I said, I'm thinking to myself, there's no check in the mailbox. Why would I stop and get a check out of the mailbox? And I almost drove past it. And again, I heard the voice, stop and check, get the check out of the mailbox. So I pulled over and went to check the mail. And it was certainly a check in the mail. And the check was for the amount of money that we needed for our bill. And so I wanted to to understand um, what your opinion is, because I think I heard you say that mm, people don't generally hear from God in that way. Um, No, they can't. And that's just one of the times that I have had this voice talk to me that's not from me, but it's not really my thought, if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. I've experienced that as well. I was talking about pastors in, uh, you know, in the pulpit. They say, "Yeah, God told me last night," and they're flippant and casual about it, and that's a problem. Especially as a pastor, you got to be very careful. But certainly, God can put impressions upon our hearts, and I think we need to be very careful about that, particularly when you're a public figure. And if you're a pastor, you need to be very cautious. So. This is an issue that is present in a lot of churches today where the casual attitude of communicating with the infinite holy God of the universe. God told me this last night. You're different. And what you're talking about is a prayerful need before God and an impression, probably from the Holy Spirit, that just came upon you. And and that's, that's from God. But it's not God speaking to you. It's God informing you. God putting it in your mind. Go, you know. And... and uh, and we can say it's speaking, you know, but that, that's there's a bit of a difference there. That, okay, I need to clarify that. Okay, thank you for that. And yeah. my last question was um, going back to the the lady who mentioned something about scary movies. I, I am a horror film fan historically, um, but in recent times, I haven't watched as many films that are out there. Um, because I do see and I have heard people who used to work in the industry say things like they are intentionally casting spells on the viewers of these films. I've seen in some like Disney movies, for example, they put witchcraft in it. Like um, they call them loons in these right. films. Um, so what do you think about that? Yes, it's real. And there are some occult things specifically input by the wicked people in Hollywood in order to influence children as well as others. Yes, it's there. We need to be very careful and uh, guard what we watch. So when my wife and I, our children were in the house, but now they're grown and gone, uh, we guarded what they watched because we're not going to participate in that. And that's okay. And now that they're responsible for themselves, they can do what they want. So we would, however, take them for, for example, Halloween. We'd go to trunk or treat at a local church, and with the other cars would be lined up, trunks would be open, and we'd go get this stuff there. And that's how we did that. So, uh, yes, and I, I've known two people who were in Hollywood, and who were on the inside of some stuff, and both of them, I'll just say this politely, told me that it is. Uh, exceedingly sinful, exceedingly uh, lecherous, uh, narcissistic, self-indulging stuff. I want to say it over the air. And so there's wicked 
yeah, there's wickedness there. So we got to be very careful. That's you know, I I don't uh, I don't watch Harry Potter stuff. I think it's a, a, a dangerous thing because it 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 shows people how to do occult stuff. It encourages them into witchcraft. And there's lots of TV shows. In fact, I preached on Sunday in Provo, Utah. I preached on this very issue and how we're going to be careful about it and the and how the evil is creeping into our our. Um, our society more and more through TV, movies, radio, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, the internet. Yep. Yeah, we we try and be careful um, with what we let our, our kids watch. At, at the same time, it's it's kind of challenging because you don't know before you watch it right. what's in it. So, yeah. Um, well, we we were we watching the best Sesame Street, but we did Sesame Street with them. And then one day, we, my wife and I are watching with them, and uh, one of the Muppets said, it's okay to be angry. There was a, a child Muppet throwing things and throwing a tantrum. And it's okay to be angry and throw things. What? That was it. Not, <laughs> at that, it was done. No more of that. And we used to watch SpongeBob. Yeah, some... you know, yeah together. You know, not, and that thought not even yes. because they went woke. Yeah. Yeah. It's, there's a lot of that going around these days, but um, yeah, I was thinking about the horror films. You know, it's it's October, as you mentioned. A lot of people are watching these things. My husband still loves to watch horror films, and a lot of times, I just I don't want to see it because it concerns me. You know what might be in it, even though uh, I know that I have God and Christ is with me, and and uh, greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world, but I always, I would rather be more cautious than, I agree. than anything. And the Bible says to focus on the things that are good, and horror movies you know, are filled with a lot of evil and mayhem and blood and guts and murder and fear. Uh, okay. You know, and well, there's the same kind of thing in, in war movies too, but then there's depicting something accurate. Yeah. So this is not easy to to discern. What I tell people is if you're an adult, you know, between you and God, you watch what you want, but you better know that what you watch has an effect on you. And is it glorifying God? And, you know, can we, my, my wife and I watch, uh, she likes to watch it more than I do, you know, forensic files and things like that. And, you know, someone was killed. Yeah. And they, track them down and they'll show scenes they'll show actual pictures of things sometimes she you know that's okay fine I'll watch it with her but it's not my thing yeah. you know that's, that's okay but sometimes it is sometimes I'll watch one but you know so we just have to be discerning right. about what it is we don't want to restrict ourselves so much we don't do anything but it's a tough one okay I understand well, okay. I appreciate you taking my call once again. Thank you. You're I enjoy welcome. listening to your show and, and reading your articles. So good. I just wanted to call in. Well, thank you very much, Nika. I appreciate it. Okay. Have a good evening. God. You too. God bless. All right. Let's get to Anonymous from Raleigh, North Carolina. Welcome. <laughs> You're on the air. Hey, good evening. I, I called a couple nights ago. I have a question. I will try to make it quick. Um, about I'd heard on radio, I guess it was about someone that had been in um, thirty or forty. Well, I mean, I've been in thirty or forty automobile and motorcycle wrecks, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. 
Um, this gentleman had also been through a lot of, well, similar, and was told that the family that he had a gift of healing for others. And I'm trying to, I, I mean, I do pray with and for others, but I, I was just curious about that. I, I'm interested if you, if you know anything on, that, on those lines. Well, um, I'll be actually talking about this tonight at the Bible study, the, a little bit of the charismatic <laughs> gifts. Are you yeah. kidding me? I'm not kidding. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, it's out of Romans 12 um, and the charismata. So this is an important topic to me because I was a pastor in a reformed denomination, and when they found out I affirmed the charismatic gifts, a long story short, they said, well, he can't be our pastor anymore. And so, uh, yeah, it's it So now can someone today have the gift of healing? Well, that would depend on how it's defined because even the apostles didn't have the gift of healing. They were able to heal, right. but not always. And so if you have a, the gift of healing, how is it defined? Is it defined as, oh, I can heal whatever I want? Or is it defined as, mm-hmm. well, sometimes God uses that individual uh, to heal people. And we call that a gift that God will put an impression upon their heart or steer them to a, a certain place or situation. He, he or she prays and the person gets healed. I don't have a problem with that kind of a thing as long as it's done reverentially and and uh, for the glory of God. So I think those yeah. are possible. And I know from being just, oh, sorry. No, I know from being delivered from all sorts of stuff. I talked to you Monday, I think, anyway, uh, evening, and being delivered from everything. I'm 66 year old. Anyway, you're young. Um, and oh, we've been I'm delivered. 60, almost 67. No, <laughs> oh, no. Well, me too. But, so, <laughs> I mean, did you, we know that Romans 8 28, that all that, you know, was is being used to where I, you know, testimony to, to help other people be brought out of the darkness. Psalm forty, you know. So, what is that? If you, so, you're going to give the information of when that'll be on, or where I can look that up? Because I, I will be there. I will be there. Well, it's Your just topic a general. Tonight. It's a general Bible study. I'm going to go through stuff and what gifts you have and discuss these things lightly. <laughs> But uh, it's tonight, and it's at uh, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time, because we, st- we do here in Idaho, and it's 7.30 for us people who get here. So I should teach for about an hour, and you can just go to, uh, I believe, you know, it'll be here on Rumble. You can, you can uh, go there Rumble. on you know, rumble.com and do uh, okay. forward slash Matt Slick Bible Study. But I think it'll also... Okay be on our calendar. I think uh, Laura puts it on our calendar and things like that. So you go to Cobra Slack. Okay, wow. Right. Now, is that my own private Idaho by Talking Heads? No, I didn't. (laughs) No, that's by um, the B-52s. Oh, live air. The (laughs) B-52s did my own private Idaho. I love that. Well, never mind. (laughs) Hi, everybody. (laughs) God is good. Good night, my friend. God bless you, brother. And all of you all out there listening to me. All right. Bye. Okay, bye. (laughs) All right. We've got about 30 seconds left in the show. I just want to tell you guys, uh, we don't have time to get to the next caller. But um, in April, we're going to go to a tour, bridgepaultour.com. It's an expensive tour, I'm going to tell you, but it's going to the nation of Turkey, which I've been there before. It's great. Really, it is. And we're going to Greece and then Italy. I've not been to those other two countries. We're going to be doing the Footsteps of Paul. 
and everything's included except for airfare getting to I think Chicago or is it Dallas where we're going to start the trip from but uh, go there a bridge uh, let's see a bridge and you can check it out I'll be going several other people are going with me and we have a couple three openings if you're interested check it out may the Lord bless you and by his grace we're back on here tomorrow we'll talk to you then God bless everybody Another program powered by the Truth Network.